Welcome to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast, where I interview some of the best coaches in the business to find their secrets and share them with the world. I'm Scott Ritzheimer, founder and CEO of Scale Architects, and we help founders and leaders find the right coach at the right time so they can achieve the predictable success they deserve. And a huge part of that is helping great coaches do great work that creates enormous demand for their services with way less effort. If you're a high demand coach, I'd absolutely love to share your story and expertise as well. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome once again to the Secrets of the High Demand Coach podcast. And I am here with yet another high demand coach, and that is Anish Majumdar. He's a career coach and an expert in the hidden job market. Over the past 12 years, he's helped thousands of professionals around the world to take the reins of their professional destiny and break free of the necessity of job searching permanently. His webinars, videos, and articles have appeared in Fast Company, Business Insider, Glassdoor, and the Ivy Executive. Uh, He's recognized by each of these as a disruptive disruptive career coach uh, to fiercely ambitious professionals. Anish, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Uh, We're exploring a world that I'm not very well versed in, so I know I'm going to learn at least a thing or two and probably a whole lot more. But before we jump into that and the work that you're doing with your clients, I'd love to just start with your story. How'd you get into coaching? What were you doing beforehand? Oh man, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity and and thank you for the vibe and the energy. I, uh, I, I wonder if this resonates with many of the people listening, but I, I'm kind of dumbfounded. I'm in my 13th year as a career coach. And in terms of how I got here, it was never part of the, the plan. I, I grew up um, in Montreal, Quebec. I live in Rochester, New York with my family, my wife and three kids today. Uh, but I grew up there, um, Indian family, uh, you know, pretty conservative and, you know, non-communicative and uh you know we grew up and and honestly the first thing that really rocked us was my mom uh she um was diagnosed with schizophrenia and it sort of you know ripped our world apart and the thing that gave me a sort of release at the time was acting so so being able to take some of what was churning inside but that what i couldn't express right being able to to use that towards something positive you know, it obsessed me. It became exactly what I wanted to do. So I was following the acting path as I was doing that. Um, you know, my mom, before she took sick, she was an English teacher. And um, I still remember, you know, she she gave me a wonderful foundation beyond school and a love of reading and writing from a very early age. So along with the the acting came writing. And honestly, working with job seekers was a sideline. I'm like, all right, you know, I need some money here, you know, on the way to the, you know, the the book I'm trying to publish on the way to, you know, the next acting gig. uh, There was a reputation that was beginning that says, hey, you know, if you work with him, he has a way of like framing your story, changing the way you're coming across, changing the signals you're putting out there to get a result. But you know, what changed it for me was I just got to a point where I'd worked with so many of these people. I I was on the phone with, with this guy who was like 52 years old, an architect. And Apparently, he needed help for a job, but the reality is the guy was basically in tears, feeling like he'd spent 20 years 
giving it up for a company that gave him all of these promises in terms of equity and all these other stuff. Things change. He's left out on the street. And now he's like, yeah, it's, is it really a job or is it is it something deeper than that? And it, it forced for the first time in my adult life, the inspiration didn't come from inside of me. It came from an awareness that said, yeah, you know, for Arthur, for Sarah, for you know, the thousands of people now I've been lucky enough to to work with, it's unfair for all of them. And if there's a better way that where you can actually feel like the abundance for the work that you do and you can actually feel safe and secure and you don't always have to feel like you have to watch your back on some, you know, axe that falls and you don't know what's going to do. Uh it, that's that, that's that's uh, that's what started all of that, and you know, in in a way, I kind of feel like I'm uh, kind of in the in the bushes, you know, having done a bit of a guerrilla war for 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 these years, and I'm still scoping out, looking for new people to say, hey, it's it's cool, man, come on up here, you know, we got we it, the water's fine. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So fast forward, you've been doing this for 10, 12, 13 years now. Uh, you've seen a lot of stories, you know, been through a lot of triumphs. Uh, what would you say today, some of the most important work that you're doing with your clients? Uh, probably the most, uh, the, the most of our clients come in believing that um, what ails them professionally is logistical, right? Um, I need a better thing, better brand. I need a better interview strategy, et cetera. Almost inevitably, uh, those are symptomatic of a mindset shift that has to happen, you know, and the mindset shift is, and, I, and, and this is something that I don't know of a way to be successful professionally, no matter what you do, whether you're an entrepreneur, whatever you are, okay, without the shift right now. And that is the criteria of what your, of what success is, what you're going for, it cannot be some third party thing. It cannot be some job. It cannot be some company. It cannot be something. It's never going to work. And you are always going to be more unique to ever fit into something like that. The goal with the career, the goal with anything, right, is to stand for something, whether it's a process, a way, a mission that you believe and that I ideally, honestly, is big enough to contain whatever your professional aspirations are now, but are not limited by this, you know? Yeah. And this is something that I think a lot of people get wrong. You know, I know I get got that wrong. Like as a job seeker, I, I think we all did this where, oh, there, there's like a job posting. Let me change everything about what I'm putting out there to pretend like the be all and the end all I wanted is to be a barista at, at like Starbucks, right? Like, like it, you know, but it doesn't work. You know, it, that, that, that approach really doesn't work. Maybe it works. Maybe it works at the barista level. I don't know. But, uh, but, but, but this, this, um, change has to happen because you have to start trusting yourself and you have to start trusting that you actually know better than a third party. And if you don't have that, it's almost like you don't have a, a crucial filtration system that you need. And now any Tom, Dick and Harry, any recruiter, any person who will give you some feedback. Now you have no critical eye, right? Uh, that's, that's probably the most important thing that I'm always silently working with our clients on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, so Here's where this is bumping into my world and, and the, the thought that keeps hitting as you're talking. So many of our founders are actually good at that, right? Where they they recognize, hey, um, I'm going to go start this own thing. I don't have to get it from someone else. But it's more so that they're good at it in practice and mechanics than they are in belief systems, right? They've, they believe that, hey, the only way I can be me and do my thing is to go start a business, which is actually, you know, it's the, it's the story. It's a quintessential entrepreneur story, but it's also hmm. the story for a lot of people who never should have been entrepreneurs in the first place. 
right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think for a lot of them, uh, it's it's just as tempting to take yourself. I've heard this. Take yourself. I took myself out of the market for six months a year to start a business. Look, do what I did, and I'm, I would say this to any any entrepreneur. Forget about a business plan. Forget about all that crap. Okay, go after client number one and build the business based on client number one, then two, then three, then four, then five. That's exactly what I did. Uh, the system that we have, I didn't have the system when I began. Yeah. I, I put the commitment on myself to create it. And that's the way that you wanna do it. You wanna create your system, your flow, your business in the trenches, right? And over and over again, what I found is that the person who is willing to take one or two steps today to help this person is going to get that opportunity. Yeah. Not the person who's like, ah, eh, it'll be perfect tomorrow, dude. The, the the circus is already gone. You know what I mean? Like no one, like no one's caring. All you're really doing is you're, you don't have the courage to actually put the acid test to your ideas, right? Yeah. So you want to do that. But that's, that's not appropriate. That's not yeah. appropriate for a human yeah. being. And certainly if you have a family, that is dead wrong to do. Yeah, I could not agree more. There's, there's there, just not enough can be said about going out and actually doing it, right? We get yes, caught yes. up in the, it, you know, it depends on what kind of world you come from. It's like, we're, oh, I got to set up all my funnels or I've got to yes. set up, you know, all my my logo and art and assets, or I've got to go get a, a, a you know, location. Or There's yep. all these things that we have to do that have nothing to do with serving a, a, a client, that have nothing yes. to do with what well, the language that we use super boring but really important is finding a profitable sustainable market and you can't do that if you're not actually selling to somebody so i, yeah. I couldn't agree more that, that it's just it's the way to start an entre entrepreneurial endeavor hands down it's also by the way the the exact same uh advice that works the best for um if if you don't if you say i don't have an entrepreneurial bone in my body right i just want a job i just want fine 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 but the thing is, you can't actually like you you can't go out there as an employee and get this stuff because you're negotiating, right? So the the whole answer becomes stop looking for someone to give you permission to start helping yeah. and just start helping. Yeah. Like just start helping. Like yeah. on every call, on every relationship, make sure it's someone who is relevant enough, resonant enough for you to actually start going into the weeds with that person and start helping them. And take the idea that you're giving anything away out of there because what I found is the people who are going to work with you, they'll insist on nothing less than working with Scott and only Scott one-on-one yeah. -on -one to do it. And if you help the other people and they weren't in the right place for you to work in that, in that depth, Hey, you need them too. You need yeah. them spreading the word. You need them yeah. owing you favors, you know, um, yep. it's, it's trusting these individuals in and, and, and saying like, okay, let me go full, full heartedly in terms of as much as I want this thing in my life, it, I said, I'm going to have 30 minutes with this person, 30, 45 minutes. Let me make Scott the one focus. Okay. Let me yeah. take all that out. Okay. And let me see what I can really do to connect, engage yeah. with you, help you, yeah. you know, and yeah. we can, you know, like it, 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 it opens up the whole thing, you know, and, and I know, you know, this because you're so sophisticated in, in sales, in relationship building. Um, you know, that, and I, 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 as I realized, there really is a hunger out there for people to do business with each other, to help each other. You know, it's like yeah. we just need a little extra help, you know, yeah. and I keep coming back to that, you know, in, in our work.
That's so good. Uh, so uh, another place that kind of our worlds intersect, uh, again, is, is, you know, it's kind of similar to what I said, but it's the person who makes the leap. They're, they're discontented in their role, right? And they they start to think, you know, because of some Instagram post that the best way out is to be an entrepreneur. Uh, but, uh, you know, quite honestly, you know, my best advice to someone thinking about starting a business is don't. If you can do anything else, you know, do that. Because starting a business is not sipping, you you know, margaritas on the beach. It, yeah, you've been down this road. It's it's mm-hmm. a painful process. It's a lot like waking up every day, finding a sharp corner and just banging your head against it. That's mm-hmm. what starting a business is all about. And so- mm-hmm. uh, Agreed. What, how, how do you help folks? Because this is something that happens when, when economic times get hard, we actually see this, this skyrocket, right? So Mm -hmm. there's lots of stats around how many new businesses fail. Uh, You know, pick your stat. For us, we, we see it around 80%. The scary part of it is though, when, when economic times get tough, that goes up to about 90, 95%. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people who who just who are not entrepreneurs, not by judgment, but just by wiring, right, mm-hmm. uh, go out and start a business, you know, because they don't believe that they can get what they want or need mm-hmm. out of the the career market. So, for that person who's who's disgruntled, right, how do you help walk them through? Is this something that you know they just need to find a, a role that's the right fit or start the entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, uh, great question. I actually, I'm working with a client right now who I think uh, embodies this. So Eric uh, had had risen to uh, some pretty high creative director roles, and he's like, "What the heck am I going to do? I'm getting marginalized." Okay, so this, so I think that it's an arbitrary distinction whether it's full time, part time, consulting, or business. But what I would say is this: in our day and age, Eric just closed last year generating seven figures, and he's saying like, "Oh, I need a business website, and I did this." I'm like, "Dude, why do you need that?" LinkedIn and you are the business, right? Yeah. I'm the business in mind. Okay. No one, no one is going to work with us unless I've come in because I've spent 13 years building brand equity around myself as an individual. Why would I, like, if I don't have the resources, if I don't have the time, why would I then like create something, a baby in terms of awareness from scratch when I already have decades of experience that I can leverage right now? So what I would say is your business is you as the individual. I don't care how you structure you, your money like that. I don't care. Like it doesn't matter whether it's a contract or, or think what, why are, and why are you who's wondering about a business? Why are you getting hung up on that? Right. What I would say is this, um, leverage your equity on LinkedIn, leverage and scale up your relationship building there and ask yourself, here's the thing. People get hung up on not seeing the true impact of what they're getting paid for. A marketing director is not getting paid to market, right? You're getting paid to grow. You're getting paid to grow that business. So again, it all comes down to if it's Scott, it's not Scott who started a podcast who has some sales expertise, right? That's not a high enough brand for you. What do you do as a partner to a business and organization that only you can do? And how does Scott's process deliver an outcome that no one else can have? That has to be there no matter what. So these questions can be answered at the individual level. You don't need a, a, a dime to spend a couple of hours right now on LinkedIn, studying your comp- competitors, studying the top 1% or 3% yeah. of the most visible people, figuring that stuff out, right? And again, I just think the number one thing I've seen in these 13 years, those boundaries are really breaking down. And yeah. if you need money, if you need abundance, the number one thing you need is you need to know what's actually going on. You need to speak the language of your clients, not mm. speak the language of your ego and what you would like to communicate. And you're not going to know that unless you're willing to be naked in some sense yeah. and be and discover it, discover it. You know yeah. um, what we do through everything. And by the way, 
through our training. We use LinkedIn automation to handle the scale, but it all comes down to, it all comes down to taking someone by the hand and saying, guess what, Scott, did you know you actually have a normal human right to get to know people? Like people like you, people you don't need to pitch to them. You don't. You don't need to present to them. And we don't advise that because yeah. I think it's it's the second you pitch, unless you're way down into the, the funnel of the relationship, all you're doing is you're giving someone the sense that I can hold you at arm's length and, oh, I can mm -hmm. propose. No, 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 no. I want to know what keeps you up at two, three in the morning. When you can't yeah. sleep and you feel like a fraud, that's what I don't know. And I'm not, forget about a PowerPoint until I know that. And if you're not mm -hmm. willing to go there, we move on to the next, right? Yeah. Everything, everything has to be about jumping into the water, I would say, as quickly yeah. as possible and yeah. also trusting your intuition, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so over the last you know, couple of years, there have been some very, very big surprises for managers and CEOs and founders where they've had, you know, folks who are arguably great producers, you know, the the sure like I can always count on them are mm. are up and leaving. Right. And and again, not in a bad way, but it's a surprise nonetheless. Uh, yeah. So coming from your world of helping folks find uh, achieve this mindset where they can really define their own criteria of success and go out and mm -hmm. create it. What would what would you wish that more employers knew, understood, or were doing to help employees on that process? I uh, I, I think it's a it's a lovely question, and I and what I found is that it's it's really funny when employers try to solve this problem uh, in the large extent. In other words, they give it to their HR, they give it to their their internal recruiters to solve. Uh, that's where a lot of really bad problems come in, um, you know, job postings filled with false information. So what are you going to do by aligning to that? You know, so all of these things come in. But I think what employers have to realize, like they get so hung up on thinking, oh, first of all, let me do everything aside from putting it out there into the market. Let me let me tap every internal person because God, what a risk. Right. And then once I do, I'm just putting everyone here. I'm just trying to control and I'm and I'm doing it. Literally. The problem with that is. They never get to the truth. They never figure out exactly who's going to actually solve the things because they, they were never honest about, about the real pain that was there. Right. And you never got to the truth. So you're always going to be micromanaged and you're always going to be exercised without that thing. And that, by the way, that happens regardless of what the role is. So my advice would be uh, the best insurance policy you have is how you generate it. And it's okay. You can get it from a job posting, but understand what your goal is. The very first interaction you have has one goal is to identify those aspects of pain that are truly driving either the hire or the problems for this guy, right? That's what you want to know. If you don't identify that, right, there's no way for you to leverage, right? There's no yeah. way for you to follow up even, right? Yeah. What are you going to follow up on? Hey, it's Scott. I just wanted to follow up because you said you'd, you'd get back to me in a week, right? No, 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 no. The only thing you want to be following up for is Anish. Um, Here's my concern. In our in our conversation, you told me that 30% of your team has had to leave. That's the churn right now. You've told me that marketing, you guys have not been able to, to, to recover since that pandemic, and you have no, no idea what to do it. And now you're telling me that when we have this small of a leeway, you guys are taking two weeks to do what? My concern is, is that whoever you decide to, to partner with to solve this, you're making it that much harder for them. You know, And I am yeah. seriously concerned about any company that would that would handle it with that kind of a priority. So so I, I want to know. I want to hear from you. What do you think about this? Right. Yeah. Be a champion for the pain beyond them. Right. Same thing for a client. You want to lock that client down. 
see what they see, but they can't see the vision. They can't see where it can go up. They can't yeah. see where it goes down. You be the embodiment of that, right? Through the questions you ask, not by yeah. what you pitch to that person, right? Uh, anyone can do this. Um, use questions, prepare questions, direct conversations through the questions that you ask. Use silences if you need to, right? Mm. If, if you're, if you're, I can't tell you how many offers and businesses and business I've, uh, um, I've closed by using the mute button on my phone because I want to, we all do, you know, that's part of you that makes you good at what you do. You want to help. But sometimes you've got to know that until they're real, until they acknowledge the hell that they are in, it's not my business to go in there and start helping because all it's going to do, it's going to sap their hunger to do it. Yeah. So hit that mute and let them talk. Let them yeah. talk, man. Get them right in there. You know, um, these are human dynamics, you know, and I think that every good business is ultimately based on human dynamics, but that's hopeful because that means that if you have it, you figure it out personally, Scott, man, build the business, dude. I mean, it, you've got it. You've got the, you've got the thing. And, and that's something that we individuals can do. We don't have yeah. to find it, you know, from an outside entity, you know, and, uh, yeah. and, and I would encourage that for anyone. You know what I mean is, is, is consider taking these types of steps, consider behaving in a different way when you're building these relationships because you're going to get a different outcome. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. All right. Uh, so this is a question I like to ask every guest who comes on the show, and it's even where we got the name of the show from. And and, and so it's this, what is the biggest secret that you wish wasn't a secret at all? What's that one thing that you just wish everybody listening today knew? It's something I have on my, on my desktop here. Uh, it's, uh, remember that everyone is an absolute mess, just like you are. So you really don't have to fear anything. Like yeah. everyone's an absolute monster in here and here. We're all naked. We don't know what we're doing. So, so please hear me. We need you beyond even your self-interest and all this, everyone hearing this, we need the best of you. Now we need you. We need your help. We need your brilliance. We need your talent. We need all of that, maybe more than I've ever seen in my life. So yeah. please know you're helping all of us, you know, by taking these brave steps. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's it, There's so much power behind that. And uh, and it is. There's a lot of things that are really scary. This doesn't have to be one of them. Yeah. And, and it you know, it's, it it's just so easy to look out and think everyone else has got it together and we don't. And uh, it's just it's just patently false. Uh, so uh, it's just kind of it's a good segue into this. Um, uh, I'd love for you to to take off your your ed career coach hat, your advisor hat. <laughs> Yep, 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 yep. And, and yep. jump into the <laughs> ring with the rest of us and, and tell us what that you being you looks like. What's the next stage of growth for you and your business? And what challenges do you think you'll have to overcome to get there? Uh, it, three or four months ago, I probably would have given you a very you know different answer. I have a, you know, a team of three and for a while it's been financial targets. Uh, you know, I basically had essentially, a, a, you know, a nervous breakdown or something close to it uh, that forced me to, to reevaluate everything and forced me to realize that, you know, not, none of what I consider to be success is a success if my kids walk on eggshells around me, if I don't have that closeness. So nowadays, and you know, I'm being honest with you, my, my number one goal for this year is to make sure that my team members, my clients feel whole, to make sure that they know that I'm a human being as well, to make sure that I can take time in the midst of this rush of, you know, money coming in and clients and all of that, that I remember that I'm also just like a person and that 
sometimes like I can break down, I can make mistakes, I can get angry, I can forgive myself. And staying human and making sure that we don't lose that humanity right now, especially now, seems to me like like the thing that fosters 10 times more growth than when I was Mr. Obsessed with hitting that next target and that next thing, you know? It's like it's like if you're the head of a company and you're starting something, Make your make sure your heart is filled with abundance because you have to serve. You know that's the best way that you can serve, yeah. and uh, that's what I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. You know for this uh, for this coming year. You know is that is I want to fill up that human side for everyone that I'm working with. Yeah. Oh, that is yeah. It's so good. It's uh, holding it all with open hands. You know is, is exactly yeah, exactly. Is, uh, yep. and, and that's I can I can resonate with that journey so much. The 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 tighter you you, you grab it, the more it squeezes between your fingers and big time. Oh yeah. God, yes. Yeah, this yeah. is a, this is a weird truth of life. You know, it's like yes. it's like you know, like you look at an athlete. It's like there there's a looseness to it, right? There's a there's a sense that you can play the game without being so invested in the game that you can't see anymore. You can't change, yeah. right? Yeah. You can't pivot. And there is something there for me, you know, staying connected on the human side helps me to not get lost, you know, not, yeah. not let the business run you in some sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, a sports analogy. I'm a fan of hockey. And one of the things that you'll see with teams that are, that are behind or just struggling or in a rut, they'll, they'll always say they're holding the stick too tight. You know, ah. there's a, there's a rigidity about the way that we do it. And, and it's a cue for me, you know, just as I'm going through my day, like how, how tight am I holding the stick? You know, am I yes. loose? Am I, uh, and you know, it's, it's to an extent, it's harder in life and business than it is in sports because there's no physical stick, you know? Mm. Uh, and so it, it, you <laughs> yeah. know, it, it takes a little bit more awareness to really recognize, but uh, cues like that I found are very, very helpful. Anish, uh, this has just been such a fantastic conversation. And uh, I know, uh, you know, as I mentioned just a second ago, I know that this was for somebody. And so those who are out there and, you know, they're, they're recognizing, hey, I've used someone else's definition of success or, you know, yes, I've, I've been trying to do the job thing. And, and I, I know there's more, there has to be more. And they're just resonating with you in this conversation. What's the best way for them to, to connect with you to find out more about the work that you do? Uh, HelloAnish.com would uh, probably be the first place. That's kind of our headquarters on the web. If you want to go deeper into trainings, you know, we're trying to share things from the trenches that are actually working there uh, and just get you into that more abundant space. Uh, if you're on LinkedIn, uh, put in the word Anish, A-N-I-S-H in career. I will be there. Probably the, the first brown face that you see there. But Scott, I, I really, um, I, I got to uh, also just say thank you to you for for um, what you've created and um what you put forth there, because I really consider you uh, to be a bit of a light, uh, you know, in a path that is beautiful, but really dark, especially at the beginning, you know? Yeah. And so I really want to want to thank you for for that as well. And I'm, I'm so honored to, to have taken part in this. Absolutely. Well, Anish, it was just an absolute pleasure having you on the show. I I, I so enjoyed this conversation. And uh, yeah, I just thank you so much for being on. And to those of you who are listening, your time and attention mean the absolute world to us. I hope you got as much out of this conversation as I know I did. And I cannot wait to see you next time. Take care. Scott Ritzheimer here. Thank you so much for listening to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast. If you are a successful coach, consultant, or advisor who's built a strong book of business and would like to be on the program, please visit go.scalearchitects.com 
And if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media and just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials? If you know someone who'd be a great guest, you can tag them on social media to let them know about the show. And make sure you include the hashtag high demand coaching. I love seeing your posts. I love seeing your guest suggestions. Thank you so much. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any of those episodes, go ahead and subscribe now. Your thumbs up, your ratings, your reviews, they go a long way to help us promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, you can go to our website, www.scalearchitects.com, or you can follow me or the company on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.